Well, good morning, Ridge. Man, it's so good to have you with us for worship this morning. And as you probably figured out by now, we're, we're online only, okay? And we did that for two reasons. Number one, it's because of the holiday weekend. You know, a lot of people are out of town. And really, we wanted to give our volunteers a break from having to set up and tear down. And number two, it's a chance to take part in a great mission project, okay? This video, as you probably figured out, has been pre-recorded because right now I am down at Turner YMCA on Warm Springs Road giving blood. And I really hope you're registered to do so as well. And if you're not, and if you haven't registered, or if you forgot to register, go ahead, check online. There may still be some spots open, and maybe you can run down and join us, okay? Now, let's talk about this morning's message, okay? I, I don't know what things are like for you this weekend after Christmas, okay? Your house may still be a mess. Uh, you may have open boxes laying around. You may be trying to organize what needs to go back to the store. Uh, you might be just trying to catch your breath. And maybe for some of you, Christmas was everything you hoped it would be. And maybe it wasn't what you hoped it would be for others, right? But the qu question that kind of lingers after Christmas is this, now what? Like, you know, there's all this build up to Christmas and everything that goes along with it. And then when after, after Christmas, after everything is done, you know, it, it kind of leaves us with this question of what do we do now? Like, what's next? I want to share a story with you that comes from Matthew chapter 2. Okay, it's a what do we do now kind of message. Okay, it's a story of the wise men. And they had this same question. So let's read this through together, okay? After Jesus was born in Bethlehem in Judea, during the time of King Herod, Magi from the east came to Jerusalem and asked, Where is the one that has been born King of the Jews? We saw a star when it rose and have come to worship him. When King Herod heard this, he was disturbed, and all Jerusalem with him. When he had called together all the people's chief priests and the teachers of the law, he asked them where the Messiah was to be born. In Bethlehem of Judea, they replied, for this is what the prophet has written. But you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judea, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah. For out of you will come a ruler who will shepherd my people Israel." Then Herod called the Magi secretly and found out from them the exact time that the star had appeared. He sent them to Bethlehem and said, Go and search carefully for the child. As soon as you find him, report to me so that I too may go and worship him. And after they had heard the king, they went on their way. And the star that they had seen when it rose went ahead of them until it stopped over the place where the child was. When they saw the star, they were overjoyed. On coming to the house, they saw the child with his mother Mary, and they bowed down and worshipped him. They opened their treasures and presented him with gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And having been warned in a dream not to go back to Herod, they returned to their country by another route. Now, starting off, there's a lot of mystery surrounding the wise men. Okay, we aren't really sure if there were actually even three of them. We only say there are three because there were three gifts. I, I, I like the Far Side cartoon I saw online one time that said, Unknown to most theologians, there was a fourth wise man who was turned away for bringing fruitcake. I thought that was kind of funny. Another thing you may not know about this is that they came at a later date. The scripture says in verse 11 that they came to a house, okay, not a stable. 
So that means that they probably were a year or so later after the birth. Okay, so uh, that, that, that's, that's all details. Let's not get caught in the weeds here. With all that being said, even though we don't know much about them, there are several things we do know. Okay, and there are several things I think that we can learn as we try to determine what's next. Okay, for instance, number one, they search for Jesus until they find him. Okay, there, there's this great verse in Jeremiah that says that when you look for me with all your heart, you will find me. You know, I think the wise men are such a great example to follow because they went through so much and they traveled so far looking for Jesus. So with that in mind, let, let me ask you this question today, okay? Do you really search for Jesus? Like, are you really searching for him? Are you going out of your way to find him? You know, I, I don't know, if I can just be honest with you, I don't know that we really look for God like we should, right? And I really don't know how often we search for Jesus like the wise man did. You know, let, let, me, let me just be honest. I, I know that a lot of people say that they're searching for God, but I see sometimes a lack of effort in people. For example, when people are going through a tough time and they really need God, they, they come to church for a few weeks and they look and they give it a shot and then they just kind of fade away. You know, and then they come up to me and they're like, preacher, I tried to find Jesus, but it just didn't work. And, you know, I, I want to look at them and go, but, but did you really? I mean, did you really search? Did you really try? I wonder, like, if you were to tell the wise men that, they'd probably say, I mean, how hard did you really try? Because if we look at the wise men's example, they left everything, right? They went a really long ways looking. They, they took a lot of time. They looked really hard. So with all that being said, maybe, maybe in this new year, maybe in 2023, maybe try looking for God a little harder. You know, maybe try developing some new holy habits and, and, then, and then keep at it, right? You know, we live in this fast-paced society that we really don't give anything much time. But I believe that there's a lot that God can teach us in the searching. Things like tenacity and perseverance and faith and trust and patience, right? So that's one of the things that I learned from the wise men. They, they're willing to do whatever it takes. They're like, I am going to keep looking. I am going to keep searching until I find this newborn king. So maybe for us, that's something that we can think about. You know, maybe in the new year, we keep pressing. We keep going. We keep searching. The second thing we learned from them is that this story tells us that when they found him, they worshiped him. They worshiped him. Now, this has got to be quite a sight to see, okay? These, these three well-educated, very prominent men, right? They come and they bow down to this child, but they knew who he was. Somehow, they knew who he was, right? They knew that in this moment they should worship, and they pledged their loyalty to him. You see, they didn't want anything from him in that moment. They just knew that this is what they should do. You know, I think that's so good for us to remember because sometimes we seek God just for answers, right? Or we seek God because we need something or we seek Him because we want something, right? But worship is more meaningful when we worship God just for who He is, right? Not because we want something from Him, but because He deserves to be worshiped. So they searched for Him. They worshiped Him. The third thing is they gave Him gifts, 
And the things that they gave him were very valuable at the time. Each one of these gifts had this uh, spiritual meaning. It was very significant. And maybe this afternoon in your spare time, you can look them up online and, and see if you can figure out why gold, frankincense, and myrrh were so valuable. I mean, I, I'm sure you can figure out why gold's valuable, but what about frankincense and myrrh, right? But that leads me to ask the question, like, what could you get God this season? Like, what would be the perfect gift to give God going into the new year? How about the things that we talked about at church in our last series? Like, maybe give him more of your presence. Maybe give him more of your availability, right? Like, maybe give him more of your life, of who you are. Maybe make the commitment this year and say, you know what, God, I'm going to give you more of me, right? More of my time. I, I want to grow closer to you. If, if you do that, if you approach God that way, what can God do with an attitude like that? You know, the older I get, the more I realize that I just enjoy having my girls at home with me. And I understand how meaningful it is to have someone you love just be present, just to be close. You know, you want to give God a good gift in 2023? Give Him more of you. Just like I think about my girls being at home from college and just spending time with me. What if we had that attitude when it comes to God? Just giving Him your presence and getting to know Him, maybe getting to know Him more through His Word, through prayer, maybe even by giving Him your heart. And that leads me to the last thing, is that they were willing to change their plans and do something different for God. So the story that we read, it talks about King Herod. Now, I don't know if you caught this or not, but King Herod sent them out to find Jesus, not because he wanted to worship Him, but because he wanted to kill Him, actually. He wanted to do away with this new king. Herod wanted to be the only king, right? Remember, he doesn't want a new king. So the wise men actually wised up to this fact. And they were warned by an angel to go home a different route. You know, kind of throw Herod off the trail a little bit. So they went a different way. And they followed God's plan. You know, maybe for us, maybe in the new year, we could go a different way, right? Maybe this year we could do something different. We could live a different way. We could treat people at our home a different way. You know, we could, we could be more available in different ways for God, right? Maybe we could do something different this year in following what God wants for our lives. Maybe that would be something to consider. So with all that being said, I go back to that question that we started with. What's next? Now that Christmas has died down and we're heading into the new year, what now? Maybe we can learn from their example. So you know what? Let's keep searching. Let's keep worshiping. Let's give Him the gift of ourselves. And you know what? Let's, willing, let's be willing to try something different for God and see what He can do with those things. If you do those things for God, I think you'll have a great 2023. Listen, I hope you had a great Christmas, and I hope you have a great new year. Let's pray together. God, thank you so much for being with us. Thank you for providing for us. Thank you for sending your Son to be with us, to die for us, to give us eternal life. And God, as we look ahead to a new year, maybe we can make a commitment to you today. May we commit to searching more, worshiping more, giving more 
following you more because we know that if we do these things, it will give us clarity when it comes to what's next in this new year. Jesus, we love you and we give our lives to you. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen.